Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 376. I'm joined by Darth Wager in this one. We give you our pre-Christmas bowl picks in college football. And then Darth and I have a Christmas movie flashback of Bill Murray and Scrooge. Remember, you can contact the coach with any comments and questions at the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast at our Twitter and Instagram handles at TalkGambling to get a hold of us. And don't forget our show sponsor, MyBookieAG. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. That's D-A-R-T-H. You get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that. All the free picks are located at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. The picks are absolutely free. We got NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball. Go get those for free. When you're there, click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play. Buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. And speaking of my book, Squeeze Play, don't forget the Ali Armini series. I wrote a book. I wrote three of them. Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You get them directly from my publisher, thewordverb.com. If Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite reading device. And please, if you can, rate, review the show. It helps us on iTunes. We appreciate that. Let's get right to it. Podcast 376 with Darth Wager. Darth Wager, the big quiz question. Let's see if you can get it this week. This this has been tough because it's been linemen. Podcast 376. He wore number 76. He also wore number 71, however. He was an offensive tackle. From Chicago, Illinois. Born May 18th, 1975. Six foot seven, 345 pounds. Went to Michigan State and was a second round pick. Pick number 38 overall in the 1998 draft by the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. Refrigerator Perry? Uh, He was a Chicago Bear defensive tackle. Uh, he also played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, five-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I uh, trying to think how I could it. I can't even. I can't even. It, it, he's got a real funny first name, like going with the flow. Joe. No. <laughs> Flozell Adams. Oh. Yeah, I had it. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah, not so much. <laughs> I can't wait until we get to the 80s and it starts getting to be wide receivers. Yeah, right? All right, so this is our pre-Christmas Bowl Picks podcast, Darth. And we know what we lead off with. On Friday the 20th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on ESPN. I'll be probably watching this through my phone because I will be sitting in the school, even though we got out of school at noon, waiting to drive a bus to our first basketball game of the season. This is the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl featuring the University of Buffalo as seven-point favorites over Charlotte. So, uh, okay. I'm just leaning Buffalo on this one. This will not be a pick. Uh, if I if I do, I might sprinkle a little bit of change on it, but not much. 
And I'm going with Buffalo. Pretty even offensively, team. these two teams moving the ball with the run. That Buffalo defense is great stopping the run. Just 2.9 yards a carry. Charlotte can move the ball through the air. They're going to have to in this one. Uh, that Charlotte defense is weak on third down. They, they lit up 43% conversion rate, 80% TD rate in the red zone. Charlotte also has a negative turnover differential on the year. One of these teams will get their first bowl, bowl victory, and it's going to be Buffalo, and they will also cover. So I got the Buffalo. I think they're the Bulls, the Buffalo Bulls. Yeah, they are. I'm taking Buffalo as well. So you go. So Charlotte, Charlotte went on a little mini uh, losing streak playing Clemson, Florida Atlantic, FIU, Western Kentucky, and then they've gone on a, a crazy winning streak since then to get into the bowl. So they are riding high, but I think Buffalo. Next game up, same day, the 20th. So after you get done watching the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl, you can stay on ESPN for the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Remember, when, remember when we did the uh, little game yes. where you you had to guess where the bowls were played? Yeah. I don't know where the Frisco Bowl is being played, to tell you the truth. Is that San Francisco? I think we made this mistake last year. It's in Frisco or when we did the quiz. It's Frisco, Texas. It is at Toyota, Toyota, Toyota Stadium. All right. So this game features Kent State getting seven points versus Utah State. And I'd just be certain that Jordan Love plays in this game. He announced that he's leaving for the NFL. So I'm not sure where his head's going to be in this game. Just monitor that if you're not bet on it. This is why it's just a lean. I am going with Utah State, who Jordan Love is the quarterback for, at least for the rest of this year. Uh, the yards disparity is fairly even on offense. Uh, the defense advantage goes towards Utah State. Utah State won by 39 points last year in the New Mexico Bowl over North Texas. Kent State last played in a bowl game in 2013 in the Go Daddy Bowl. I am leaning towards Utah State. It will not be one of my picks. For it my, won't be one of my picks either, but I'm leaning towards Kent State. You're leaning towards Kent State. You're taking the points. Okay. That New Mexico Bowl, where last year Utah State won by 39 points, is the site of our first Saturday Bowl game starting at 2 o'clock on the 21st of December on ESPN. We have the New, Mex- New Mexico Bowl. And I'm looking for a line here. It's Central Michigan getting three and a half points against San Diego State. Give me Central Michigan. I am also taking Central Michigan. Why do you like Central Michigan? The Chippewas. Why do you like the Chippewas? Because I feel like um, they are more prepared for this game than San Diego State. Central Michigan does not have an easy schedule. They are first in the MAC. They have played tough teams. They'll be ready. Uh. I agree with you. Uh, San Diego State Reagno has a calf injury, but he should play. Uh, the Chippewas have a much better offense running and passing, although third down percentage is pretty even. On the defensive side, San Diego State very good against the run, but uh, Central Michigan is, is pretty good on that side of the ball as well. This looks like an even game, and I think Central Michigan's going to want redemption after losing that MAC championship game uh, just last week. Um, so I am going to take Central Michigan getting three and a half points, but that will not be one of my picks on my card for the pre-Christmas bowl games. 
This is a good time to take a break before we get to the Auto Nation Cure Bowl, Darth. Oh, I can't wait. Please be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com and get all the free picks from the podcast, guys. NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, even Major League Baseball. They're all free at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play, and it takes you right to Amazon. You buy yourself something nice with all those winnings we've been giving you with the picks, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Again, visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. And we're back in Orlando for the Auto Nation Cure Bowl, another Saturday bowl game. I wish I was in Orlando. Yes, it's quite cold right now. I'm out in my porch, so I don't wake up the rest of my house as we record this on a Sunday morning. Uh, I This is a, a CBS game, CBS Sports Network, on 2.30 on Saturday. And this is Liberty getting five points against Georgia Southern. And this is one of my picks, Darth. I am taking Liberty and the five points. Uh, Georgia Southern has a run-heavy offense. Uh, Liberty has had trouble stopping the run, but Liberty passes the ball very well. They're going to have plenty of time to prepare for that Georgia Southern run-heavy offense. And Liberty, this is their uh, first bowl game. Hugh Freeze, he got it done at Ole Miss. He just got an extension at Liberty. And I think Liberty wins this game outright. Give me Liberty. Liberty's played a lot of tough teams this year, like Rutgers, Maine, <laughs> UMass, yeah. and they lost to Maine. I mean, uh, Rutgers. Yeah, but it's a Big Ten team at least. This is like UConn. This team sucks. Yeah, I Give like me the, Georgia Southern. <laughs> I, I I like the coach. I think the coach will the coach gets it done. That's one of my yeah, picks. He's, he's gonna need a cure to win that game. Oh boy! All right, next one up is the Cherry Bundy. Boca Raton Bowl. Is this in Boca Raton, Florida? Yes, it is. FAU Stadium. Uh, this is this is a 3.30 game on ABC on the 21st. And this is SMU laying three and a half points now. I wish I grabbed it. Or, oh, I did grab it at three. Uh, I, I bet these games uh, two days ago, by the way. It's three still. I don't know. I, I got it three and a half on my bookie, AJ. I got three. I'm taking SMU as well. I'm taking. Lane, yep. Lane Kiffin left. Yep. So, so was my thoughts on FAU. Yeah. I Lane Kiffin leaves the interim coach for a bowl game. I don't like it. Uh, Willie Taggart is the future coach. He will not be coaching the game. Uh, I don't like backing teams that have coaching leadership mess going into a bowl game. And it's like. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's like the parents are away and there's a party in the house type of situation. That's my feeling on this. This is only one point off my power rate rankings right now, uh, I, and that didn't account for the coaching change. The game is even in yards battle. SMU is better on third down. FAU has an advantage in the red zone, but I'm picking against that mess. That is. And, it. and what fun is it for FAU to go playing at home in a bowl game? Yeah. Because they get a goodie bag with like an iPhone in it or something. Yeah, which they're probably going to sell anyways. Right. 
We're still on Saturday. A lot of bowl games on Saturday the 21st. It's the Camellia Bowl. 5.30 on Saturday on ESPN. This game features Arkansas State. I'm trying to find. I, I, I'm trying to find the the line. Two, 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 two and a half. half. Arkansas State against Florida International. I'm going with Arkansas State, but I'm not touching it. They, Arkansas State plays fast. They can make big plays. FIU is decent in pass defense, only six and a half yards per game. It's a really even matchup, so I'm going to go with Arkansas State and their explosive passing game. This is the ninth bowl appearance in a row for the Red Bulls. Uh, and they they could use a win. They're three and five in their last eight bowl games. So uh, I'm taking Arkansas State. I'll lay the two and a half points. Who you got? I'm also taking Arkansas State, even though uh, the Levitard Show is big backers of FIU, um, and I love Levitard Show. I'm still going with Arkansas State. <laughs> okay, this next one, this will be on my. You don't get the show. <laughs> this one will be on my card. Uh, this is the. Mitsubishi Motors, Las Vegas Bowl. That's a place I wish I was at right now. Uh, 7.30 on Saturday night on ABC. This is a this is an interesting match, matchup. You got Washington laying three and a half points against Boise State. Chris Peterson is stepping down uh, as the coach. And usually you might ride the opponent when a coaching change occurs. I just talked about that with... Uh, Florida Atlantic, but they already have their coach in place. It's a longtime assistant for Chris Peterson, Jimmy Lake. He's already with the program. The new head coach is in place. It should be a smooth transition. This game is also against Peterson's former team. He helped build to a prominent program, Boise State. There's going to be a lot of emotion in this game. I'm going with the team making the coaching change. The yardage battle is won by Boise. Washington had a tougher schedule. I think it skews those numbers. I don't like what Washington's done on third down on offense, just 32%. Uh, Boise did beat Oregon by 10 in the Vegas Bowl uh, in 2017 as a seven-point dog. So very familiar situation for Boise State. But I'm backing Washington. I'll lay the three and a half points. I'm also backing Washington, and I'm hoping the hook um, leaves it. So I'm going to hold off on taking Washington and hope that hook goes away. Yeah, nobody likes hookers. No. But they are in Vegas, so apparently. Yeah. Okay. We're in Rome. And that is a good time to take another break. <laughs> Thanks to our show supporter, MyBookieAG. Everybody listens to the show to find out who to bet on. Where you bet is just as important. Go to www.mybookieag. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Just visit MyBookieAG. That is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, to activate this offer. Be like the Chalk Talk sports guys and major in a wager. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And we're back, Darth. Final three games, the final three pre-Christmas games on the, on the docket. And we have Saturday night at 9 o'clock. The R plus L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Appalachian State minus 17 versus UAB. This game started out at 21. It's now down to 17. And I like App State in this one. 
UAB has a strong run defense, only allowing 3.5 yards a carry. App State is plenty good enough in the passing game to compensate for uh, UAB's ability to stop the run. Throw in that UAB turns the ball over way too much. This should be an App State uh, cover and win. App State won the last two bowl games by 30 30 or more points. This will make it three in a row. Give me App State just to lean, though. Yeah, same. Lean me on that. 17 is a lot. I don't care. You could throw almost all the numbers away during the bowl game because it all depends on which team actually shows up. And 17 is a lot to show up for. Yeah, it is. That's a that's a that's a lot of, a lot of Johnny and Joes. You have to you have to be better than, and that, that's not happening for UAB. So now we're done with Saturday. There's no bowl games on Sunday because you got NFL. I think we have NFL on that Saturday too as well, but I could be wrong. Um, we got Monday, two thirty in the afternoon. Nothing else better to do. I think I have practice at 4 o'clock that day. But Bad Boy Mowers, Gasparilla Bowl. Well, Gasparilla. And we got Marshall getting 17.5 points against Central Florida. I wish I bet this earlier. I'm staying away from it. It was 19 earlier. And I'm going to take Marshall. Uh, UFC, UCF, not UFC, that's fighting. UCF checks every box in this one. They outgain their opponents by almost 150 yards. They should gob- dominate this game right off the rip. Marshall has a a very good history of being competitive in bowl games. They've won 12 of their last 13 bowl games. There's a culture there about winning in the bowl. So they've won 12 of 13 bowl games since 1998. Give me Marshall. Even if they don't cover, I even if they don't win, I think they cover the 17 and a half because that's a team that prides itself of doing well in bowl games. What do you got? I'm taking Marshall as well. I, 17 points is too much. Yep. And our last game, it's on Christmas Eve, 8 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN. It'll the be, Over Bowl. It'll be playing in, our, in, the, in the background of my house, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. No, it's the Over Bowl. It's the Over Bowl? You are taking the over in that one? Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, there's no, I don't have a total on this one yet. Uh, I do. What you got? Uh, 64. Oh, wow. Well, the spread is, was four. Coach Belanger got it at four, luckily. Uh, uh, it's now down to yeah. two. It's down to two. Yep. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm glad I, I got my four because apparently everybody's going in that direction. Uh, BYU has beaten Hawaii the past two years by 10 and 26. This Hawaii team seems a bit different, though. They're really pesky. And their wide receivers are really quick. Not much size, but very athletic. I think they give BYU trouble. This 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 game might be an absolute track meet to go along with your overpick. Uh, I think BYU has trouble keeping up in that track meet for all four quarters. I'm taking Hawaii in a lean. I'm taking Hawaii as a lean as well. All right. So I have three picks in the pre-Christmas Bowls. to recap my card. The coach... Likes Liberty plus five, SMU minus three and a half, and Washington minus three and a half in the pre-Christmas bowls. Darth, do you have any locks or, or it's going to be on the website? Website me. Website, website, website. Website, Twitter. www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. 
the coach's picks will be up there and Darth will add his when he's ready. Nicky Guns will have his there and so will uh AK forty seven. And you know, we're not gonna end on just that. We 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 gotta do it's almost Christmas. We reviewed Christmas vacation last week after the college picks, and we got another one. One of my favorites, Scrooged. Oh, it's definitely one of my top favorites. Yes, it, it's an outstanding movie. It was uh, a Bill Murray classic. He hadn't done a movie since Ghostbusters when he uh, when he filmed this one. Did you know that, Darth? No, I did not. Yes. Uh, this was uh, written by Michael. Oh, I'm sorry, Mitch Glazer and Michael O'Donohue. The budget was 32 million. It made 60. It was the third highest grossing film in 1988. And Roger Ebert felt this was the worst adaptation of a Christmas Carol ever. Well, fuck Ebert. <laughs> and Roger too. Oh boy. So his name is Roger Ebert. Yeah, I'm saying. Oh, okay. all of him. All right. So Bill Murray, Frank Cross in this one. Uh, he he almost gave up acting before he 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 did this did this uh, movie. All his brothers played in this movie. Dan, John, Joel, Brian, uh, and it and uh, his on screen brother. Remember that there's a few scenes was actually played by his brother. Well, why not? know another uh, little uh, tidbit on there? There's some street there's some street musicians when Frank Cross is walking down the road. Paul Schaefer, Miles Davis, David Sanborn, and Larry Carlton. Actual musicians. David Sanborn, one of my favorite jazz musicians. Plays a mean sax. So um Lee Majors. You'll like this one, Dan. <laughs> Lee Majors. Remember the the ad they had? Lee Majors. Uh, he uses a minigun um, at the start of his like promo for his film. It's the same minigun used by Jesse Ventura in Predator. Ooh, I like that little tidbit. You like how it tied into the movie we did this summer? That's pretty good, right? Yeah. The Strugettes, all those dancers, were actually the solid gold dancers. And it was the last time they ever worked. Yes, because the show was canceled by the time the movie aired. So the movie has, you remember that like the, he Frank Cross wanted everybody to work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to for a live show, right? Yep. Well, guess what? Paramount. This, they started filming this movie in the beginning of December in 1987. They ended in April of '88. Paramount Pictures wanted the cast and crew to work on Christmas Day. Very similar situation, huh? Yep. Just like Frank Cross in the film. So the director, Richard Donner, you know what he did on Christmas Eve? He fired all the cast and crew so they could go home and spend time with their families and then rehired them on the 26th. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, right? That's a guy sticking it to the man. Yep. Um, Carol Kane, who played uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present, she pulled, remember she's like she basically beats the snot out of Bill Murray. In the uh, begin, like the she's the first ghost to visit, right? Is that no? She's the second ghost to visit, and she pulled his lip so hard it tore his lip, and they had to stop filming for two days while he healed. <laughs> I wonder what Murray did. Murray seems just like 
Such a go with the flow. I wonder if he was actually pissed. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that wouldn't get. They said that I read that he ad libbed almost everything in the film. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, it, what you know? What made it even worse for Carol Kane? She felt awful because if if you go back and watch it, that she leads off and she's like floating like Tinkerbell and goes up to Bill Murray and just kicks him into cookies. And she <laughs> felt so bad because she literally. For the script, had to beat the living snot out of Bill Murray. <laughs> That's funny as hell. <laughs> uh, the Christmas Past was played by David Johansson. Uh, that part was supposed to go to comedian Sam Kinison, but Bill Murray got his friend David Johansson the job instead. I don't know if you know Sam Kinison. He was always on the comedies, Comedy Central when we were younger. He was funny as hell. He, and he's the one with a weird-ass voice. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. That's Bobcat. Oh yeah, no, yeah. No. Which was, uh, no. Sam Kennis is still funny. Yeah. Was he on like uh, Back to School with Roddy Dangerfield or something like that? Mm, I don't remember that. Oh crap! Whatever. The hell with it. All right. So the little kid that's silent the whole movie until the end. His name was Calvin, and they they called him Calvin Calvin Cooley after former President Calvin Coolidge, known as a man of few words. So, and by the way, I yep. was right. He did play in Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, nice. Very good. Thanks. So, uh, we talked about Bill Murray. It was improving stuff throughout the movie. He didn't follow the, like, the lines at all, right? Remember at the end of the movie, he said, all right, and he's talking to the audience. You guys, you start saying, no, no, not this side. Oh, no, no, this side. He did all that stuff at the end. That was totally ad-libbed, and they added it to the end of the movie. <laughs> Where he looked like directly into the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh the carpenter in the film, it's gonna be it's gonna come up in one of my top three scenes. Or or no, my uh top three quotes. I'm sorry. Uh and the carpenter in the movie is the same carpenter in the movie Lethal Weapon. Jack McGee plays that part. Jack Just, McGee. This sounds like one of my fake names I use. Yeah. All right, so what do you have for your top three scenes? Um, you go first. I gotta, I gotta get all mine up. All right, my 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 number three one is the visit from Lou, his boss, when he looks like worm food and he like shoots him and he's like, "Hey, easy," because he was shooting right through him into the bar. He's like, "Hey, easy on the vodka or whatever." <laughs> that that's my number number three scene. My one of my favorite uh, quotes is. No, no, not oh, quotes. No, 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 this is scenes. Oh, scenes? Scenes. You said fucking quotes. No, that's next. Oh. Don't go out of order, Darth. Jesus Christ. What do you got for um, a scene? One of my favorite scenes is when he gets lifted through the window and he almost falls to his death. Ooh. Which I'm sure is going to come up later. Ooh, I did not have that one in the... In the uh... The six ways to die. Um, my number two scene is when Christmas present visits him and beats the crap out of Frank. Start starting with that kick to the cookies. Um, yeah, I'm pulling up. My favorite part is when the lady from Goon, one of my favorite scenes, the ladies. And from Goonies is like feeling all over his mouth or her dirty ass hand. Uh, and she's like, you like it. And she's like, tries to give him alcohol. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, right. When they're in the, uh, the homeless shelter. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene was with Lee Majors. The night the reindeer died. All right. The, 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 the funny thing, the Scream, uh, Scrooge came out a few months after Die Hard. And, you know, it, 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 the night the, the reindeer died, you know, it's more like Die Hard 2, but it still looked pretty good. It looked like a good movie. I'm just saying. It, it did look like a good movie. I would have done it. Uh, <laughs> I I also, I have, one of my side favorite parts is when they were talking about uh, sticking the antlers on the mice. Yeah. It's like, just staple it. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess Peter got involved with that one, I bet. Um, but my favorite part is when he's all upset about the way they're going to market the movie and they go and he, um, he comes out with, uh, his marketing with terror, uh, campaign. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So now you can go to your quotes. What's your favorite quote, Darth? I'll let you lead off that one. One of them is you'll love it. <laughs> All right, my my one mine is my number three one is when Lou Hayward visits him. He looks like worm food, and he's like, "I was a captain of industry, feared by men, adored by women." And Frank Cross looks at him, and goes, "Adored? Come on, let's be honest, Lou. You paid for the women." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what's man. your what's your number two quote? Uh, I don't mind you shooting at me, Frank, but take it easy on the Bacardi. Yep. Yep. All right. My number two quote, the narrator goes, seven o'clock. Psycho sees Santa's workshop and only Lee Majors can stop them. And then they go to the scene and Santa Claus, it's Lee Majors, the $6 million man. Lee Majors goes, Santa, is there a back way out of this place? Of course there is, Lee. But this is one Santa's going out the front door. <laughs> Lee Majors goes, look, it doesn't matter, little beans, what happens to me, but the world is counting. The world couldn't afford if anything happened to you. Now stay put. <laughs> and Santa goes, well, that's very nice of you, Lee. You've been a really good boy this year. And then Mrs. Claus goes, yes, you sure have. <laughs> and Lee Majors has a weird look on his face when he's walking out. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that is a great part. That was awesome. That's I, think even... I, I think I have a hard time uh, getting away from the alcohol coats because I like uh, when Frank Cross goes, your hallucination brought on by alcohol, ruptured pocket, poisoned by Chernobyl. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, I, I mean, the, my number one and number two are hard to separate, but I'm going to go with where, where Frank goes, I want to see your nipples. <laughs> the central lady goes, but this is a Christmas show. Frank Cross goes, well, I'm sure Charles Dickens would want to see her nipples. And the carpenter goes, the car- carpenter played by Jack McGee goes, you can barely see the nipples. And Frank Cross goes, see, and these guys are really looking. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Christmas movie. I uh, still remember the first time I watched that movie is when you had the flu at Nana's house. Oh, yeah. Because I went to the Patriots-Rams game uh, on Christmas Eve, sitting on those damn metal be- bleachers when it was uh, Schaefer Stadium. Ugh. That was my first football game. 
Well, and it took you uh, quite a, a lot, a long time to get back from it. Yep. Uh, six ways to die. I, you might want to add some in the in in here. I I got Christmas past tossing them around. Um, uh, I think we survived that. How about the cab ride? That cab ride was a little it was a little sketchy, right? Yeah. Uh, Elliot Laudermilk with the shotgun. Probably don't survive. Uh, how about freezing with Herman? Remember he's stuck in that thing and he's freezing with Herman. Probably, you know what? I I have nightmares of that part, but yeah, probably yeah. die. Uh, the Grim Reaper at the end. Uh, I think you lived through that part. Uh, and then my final way dies is uh <laughs> to tag on with your alcohol quotes. A liver failure years later. Um, probably that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a few. One, two, three, four, five people to do the cast switch with. Bill Murray. Frank Cross. What's his middle name? Uh, I don't know. Xavier. Francis Xavier Cross. They say it like twice during the movie. Um, I have Jim Belushi. Mm, see, Bill Murray might be the only person for this role. No, I got one. I got somebody that I think can do it. Uh, I, I go against Jim Belushi because he can't be serious. Next. All right. All right Billy Crystal. Uh, too short. Too short. And can he be like angry? Yeah, that's true. Do you, Jim or John Belushi? Jim. His the brother. One, the, the one that didn't kill himself? He, die? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Michael Ke- Michael Keaton. He might be able to do it, but no one's gonna look at it from a comedy angle. That's true. How about how about Randy Quaid? We just did Christmas uh uh Christmas vacation. What about Randy Caden at Randy Quaid in that spot? No, I don't think Randy Quaid's gonna get it done. Alright, this is the winner. I saved it for last. Dan Aykroyd? No. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary could definitely do it. Right? That'd yeah, be that'd, that'd be pretty good. That, that's a good job. All right, so I'm gonna save my 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 best pick for last. All right, so Claire, played by Karen uh, Karen Allen, Glenn Close. So who who are you who are you uh, deciding on? Uh, Claire, Frank's love interest. Oh. Um, Christy Alley. Not bad. Not bad. How about Diane Lane? Ooh, I like Diane Lane. That would be a good one. I also have Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon? Yeah, actually, she probably would work. What about, uh, oh, what the fuck's her name? She's in Trading Places. Oh, uh, that's Sigourney Weaver. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. This is my pick. All right. This is my this is my pick, and you're gonna be like, yes, you're right. So Claire, happy go lucky, smiley, the glass is half full, they're gonna save the world. I got Gidget, Sally Field. Ooh, Sally, that would be a good one. Right? Yeah. All right. Lou Hayward, Frank's boss. The the worm the worm food, right? 
Yep. Played by John Forsythe. Really, really good actor. Famous actor. I have three people to play that role. Kelsey Grammer from uh, from Cheers, right? The psychiatrist. Yep. Bob Barker. But this is Bob my Barker. Yeah. Okay. It, but this is my pick to play that role. Richard Dawson from The Family Feud. Oh yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> he looks like Richard Dawson. Kind of a little bit, yeah. Uh, so, Bobcat Gold Goldthwait, uh, Elliot Loudermilk, the one, the one with the fu- funny voice, with the shotgun. I have Jonathan Winters. I don't eh. know who that is. Louis Anderson. They're both kind of bigger, uh, heavier set Jonathan. comedians. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, thinking, I was thinking Gallagher because he doesn't really get my, many TV uh, like movie spots. I thought he'd be funny. But this is my number one pick for that spot. Rodney Dangerfield. Yes, without a doubt. All right. So they're going to be like, why do they ever hide this guy? Hire this guy. What about... Uh, um, oh, never mind. <laughs> That's not good. All right, so... Frank Cross's assistant, Grace Cooley, played by uh, Alfred Woodward. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. I was thinking Marla Gibbs, uh, Florence Johnson from the Jeffersons. But this oh, is yeah. but this is my pick. I want Kathy Bates in that role. Kathy Bates. <laughs> yeah, she would be good. <laughs> All right, so Rusky Switch. What happens if this this film doesn't does it doesn't turn out the way we expected it to? This is what I have. Frank gets killed by the Grim Reaper. Poor little Calvin Cooley never talks, and Claire becomes that rich bitch that everybody feared it, uh, that that uh, Frank feared it when he was looking at her in the in uh, in Christmas Future. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I I like the ne- I like the negative. Uh... Like semi negative endings where you could do like a Scrooge too. A Scrooge too? <laughs> yeah. So what do we do for a scare factor? We we're giving it Christmas stars or candy canes? I don't remember. Let's go with candy candy cane guns. Oh, candy cane guns. I give this a ten out of ten in the fear factor for little kids. Candy cane Without guns. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It this this movie kind of scares me a little bit sometimes. Yeah. It, it is. It's it, it, it it's one of those ones where you want to watch something happy before you go to bed. <laughs> Cause if you don't get to the end, it's pretty scary. Yes, it is. All right, Darth, you got anything else to add to the good of the podcast? Um, let's see. Uh, uh, nope. Uh, all right, man, a few words. I feel like it. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like you're the guy. Remember, uh, Major yeah. League, when he's in the, yeah. the booth, and he goes, you got, got anything to add? Nope. Best color guy in baseball. Bob Uecker's partner there. Uh, yeah. And he's like, you have anything to add? Nope. That's why he's the best color man in the game, folks. There we go. All right, folks. Be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. All the free picks are there. We got NFL, college football, NBA, and uh, college basketball. And uh, click on the Amazon banner ad. 
and buy yourself something nice and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. No additional cost to you. And don't forget to use my bookie AG. You play, you win, you get paid at my bookie AG. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. D-A-R-T-H. Everybody have a great start to the work week.